0: <clears> Ooh. <throat> So, <clears throat> having spent uh, 10 days or so in this situation, probably we're settling, settled in, mm-hmm. and then staying, staying with it. So, you know, periodically just kind of reset your form as if you just arrived, and that sense of freshness, and, you know, firming up, and then checking remembering what to be led by as we practice together then uh, these uh, <coughs> spiritual faculties become more uh, available and uh, it's because of the sensory world once you've you know, kind of dies away to a de- degree once you've checked the place out, seen what needs to be seen, you know, at what needs to be at, basically got got the thing down on the sensory level, it's not a lot to take in, then um, just let that be, and stay with, stay with that, let that be, using the sense of con- containment within a boundary and containment within a, uh training you might say so sense restraint um keeping the silence things that create certain boundaries um, the rules the forms and so forth you know even staying within this particular physical boundary unless you have particular pressing needs to go elsewhere that's known about is agreed upon and so on (coughs) This is all helpful for samadhi. Samadhi is the sense of staying within a boundary and letting things firm up and dealing with what arises within that the various, you know, uh, agitations or lapses or down energies or hyper energies and just holding it steady within the, that boundary. And this is how samadhi arrives it's like holding a posture and letting the energies flush through, letting them rise, letting them come up, finding your ground, finding the stability, finding the boundary, letting all this stuff well up and be, stay steady within, you, within your form. And through that, the indriya, because are our being activated, indriya are the things that lead us. They're called the leaders, uh, named after Indra, the leader of the gods. <coughs> Or vice versa, which came first, but it's the, the sense of that which which leads, dominates, authorises, and normally we are, are led by sights, sounds, touches, and so on, and the various mental concerns and of the of the mind. And now we're instead you, you kind of contemplating that, moderating that, being led by what arise, the spiritual faculties that arise. And these are not far from us, but just to remember sadha, this is a sense of, of translated as faith, virya, energy, um, sati, mindfulness, samadhi, concentration or unification or firmness of mind, and panya discernment, wisdom. So sadha, faith is what can be seen as that. What ni- initiates faith is aspiration. What, what brings us here, we already have this faculty, otherwise we wouldn't be here. It means there's something worth coming here for. You know, <laughs> you know there's, there's a movement going forth, we call it. Something worth stepping out for, worth putting things aside for, worth packing a bag for worth putting aside daily concerns and conveniences and interesting things for so that sense of something worthwhile here you know, not physically here but in this sen- practice scenario that's that the ending of suffering might be realized or at least the diminution of it might be accomplished so that's the aspiration the initiation of faith is that and um that's the initiation and then the activation is you, you hear something, you see something you experience something that resonates with that oh yeah oh yeah, I get it oh yeah, I, I get that too oh yeah, I see that and this is the activation of it uh, sometimes it's through hearing a, a, a teaching or reading something or even just seeing something, oh yeah you know, it could be even seeing a Buddha, Buddha image Oh, yeah, you know, calm, still upright, rather than frantic. Mm. So the initiation and then the completion of it, one gains confidence. This is right, you know, this is right. And I've got this. So uh, that's the fulfillment of the sadhindriya. And so whenever one has a realization that deepens and strengthens one's saddha, one's sadindriya. So you become led by that. So the next time things get difficult, you go, well, no, no, you know, there is a way through this, and there is something there beyond this. So it acts as something we can um, turn back, it makes as a resource. <coughs> Virya, energy, And the initiation of this is uh, enthusiasm. Energy really, we would look at this as something coming from the heart. It's not, it's initiation is enthusiasm, rising up, eagerness. So you feel activated, you feel warmed up. You can't put forth any effort unless you're warmed up. It's like, you know, any person who's doing sports is going to have a warm up before they exert, otherwise, they're going to rip something. <laughs> so, we have to have the enthusiasm. Enthusiasm literally means to be, uh, it's to do with being filled with a God, theos, the God, something, some sense, a little bit beyond one's uh, immediate kind of uh, willpower, but something arises, we feel lifted. That's the initiation of energy. And the activation of it. Is you see something you can do. Yeah, I can do that, you know. I, mean, I can't get enlightened, but I can, you know, put one foot in front of the other mindfully. <laughs> and that, when it comes down to something you can do, then you, you, you've got your, your enthusiasm gets a pragmatic focus. You know, I, I, I don't have to jump into fourth jhana, but I can You know, I can get to one exhalation and just be fully with that. So you've got application. You've got something you can, the tangible you can apply that enthusiasm to. Otherwise it just goes out into something. It's all great, but it hasn't got any finite focus. And the accomplishment of energy is, uh, it, it brings you together. You feel unified around what you're doing you're really with it you're you're confident in it you're enthusiastic with it you can apply yourself to something practical specific that you can get with you know and then your energy feels you feel the fulfillment now you know that can be anything really Um, these aren't necessarily confined to formal meditation practices you know So remember this Dhamma training, Dhamma cultivation straddles, you know, internal meditative and external and everything really. So we're looking at very wide range. (coughs) Something we can do that we feel enthusiasm for, feel it's for our welfare, and it's specific and tangible, you can do it. There's a feeling of gladness that comes with that. One's energy is not dithering or dissipated; It's nicely held and focused. We have energy. We can't not have energy, otherwise we'd be dead. So it's not a matter of, I haven't got any energy. You do have energy. It's just so often it's it's trapped in either afflictive memories and thought patterns or just um, spinning out or used up in kind of going round in circles. We always have the energy to proliferate. We've got bags of it. So if you can proliferate, <laughs> you've got energy. And <laughs> It's just saying, does this do me any good, you know? Speculating this and that and this and that. What if and if only and how, what will that be? And maybe it could be this, that and the other. Just, you know. Springing all back, here we are. <laughs> yeah. So it's right in front of your nose, really. That's where you want to apply that. Yeah. So you can get your. And that's going to keep shifting, isn't it? If you keep walking forward, this point in front of your nose is going to keep <laughs> moving. <Yeah. coughs> and then sati, mindfulness, the, the initiation of that is. Uh, we find something we can we can frame up, you know? You could have something to be mindful of. Now that framing up of mindfulness could be bearing a teaching in mind, you know? Reflecting, thinking something through, oh yeah, you know? You bear in mind the meaning of a teaching, the meaning of death, you know? You bear that in mind, what's that about? And how does that, what does that do to me? And how do I hold that, and hmm, you know? Bearing that in mind, what does that do to my um, projections and life scenarios if if you know there might not be another day? So it's a good one. Vharanusati, mindfulness of death. Because there might not be another day. You know, for any of us. So what does that do? Oh well, it means, yeah, make make whatever you want to let go of, do it now. <laughs> Whatever you want to, you know, don't hang on to the grudges, the fantasies. Just get present because there's not going to be a lot of time for future. And that's the way to live, actually. Then death keeps us very much alive, on an alert. Mm. So it's a good one to, to bear that in mind. It's not necessarily, you know, refined physical objects. Biophilists are quite a broad reference frame mindfulness of a teaching you remember something that was said and you turn it over you hold it there oh yeah you know um, interior or something that struck you being here being here being here bear that in mind so there are you know prescribed meditation objects but there's also skillful signs or upayas skillful means or skillful recollections some of them just come to you you know and you yeah let's stay with that So the ability to frame things up is the initiation of mindfulness and then the application is is holding that frame where experience keeps washing through. It's like you're holding a particular lens and things keep running past that, but you're sustaining that lens, sustaining it, and the completion of it is you feel a loss of distraction and agitation. You feel collected. Mm -hmm so, uh, you know, you can, you can really get in-depth understanding through that. <coughs> and then samadhi, the initiation of that is the four foundations of mindfulness. So samadhi is t- it's said to be the defining characteristic of samadhi is called mindfulness. That is mindfulness is, a, is the precursor because you're sustaining a reference. And, you know, is the ability to to stay within a reference, to stay within a boundary. As I was saying, whether you use this as boundary of my relationships, I'm with this person, I'm not with other people, you know, I have a loyalty to partner, spouse, whatever. Yeah, that's your frame. You stay within that and then you can sustain something through the ups and downs and all that. You got like that, commitment. Sustaining retreat, you know, go through the ups and downs with that. So you can frame up and then sustaining it um, is, is the using mindfulness. And So the initiation, the activation of it is the kind of um, effort and energy that's required to hold that and gaining the resources to do so. So the activation is we find something that we can sustain our attention on and the quality of that is agreeable. The quality of sustaining attention becomes agreeable. Not necessarily the object, Although the object is often not disagreeable, it's manageable. It's, it's sometimes quite neutral, like breathing in and breathing out. But the quality of sustaining means that the mind becomes loses its erratic, zigzagging, petulance and indolence. It, it, it begins to come out of the, the hindrances of attention. So just the sense of a mind that can be purely, steadily sustained without ill will, and dullness and restlessness and craving that is pleasurable so whatever we do if we do it with a kind of samadhi mind then just coming through the i don't want to do this stupid waste of time not getting anywhere to just sustaining it if you can do something just start to feel if you really you know can't that's not a specific object that you can sustain that kind of attention on then find something else something you've got a reasonable sense of I can go with this, I can be with this I can feel some enthusiasm for this and this is always uh, where you need need wisdom really because uh, you've got to find the meditation theme, topic that you you can feel some sense of Rising up to supports your faith, supports your enthusiasm, supports your energy. Energy comes from the heart, it's not just the willpower thing. So, you know, you can't just do it mechanically. Uh, Here's the meditation object, get there, stick on it. You know, it works for me, why doesn't it work for you? Do it. Now, you know, that approach isn't really necessarily going to work that well. Because you have to have the personal, some personal enthusiasm to get the energy right. And then, you know, sometimes it's the case that you do run out of enthusiasm for that particular thing. So you've got range, well, let's just go into walking or contemplate considering death or considering gratitude. Uh, uh, So you can have these various themes you can collect your mind on. Loving kindness and so on. So you can use that as a form of samadhi, affirming yourself up on a, a theme that you can stay with, with some sense of, yeah, this is what I feel good with now at this time, and I can hold that frame and use it to to dispel the hindrances. The dispelling of the hindrance is the accomplishment of samadhi. So, if the mind is not affected with hindrances, that we would call samadhi. That's one way of looking at it. What is absent? Reluctance, uh, pushiness. So, this, even the subtler forms of these hindrances hanging back, can't be bothered, got to get it done. Um, these are agitations. Um, Indifference is a form of negativity. You know, so, even these subtler forms, we clean the way to the mind becomes, you know, friendly and bright with its, its companionship with a theme. So then, that is something one can firm up because the mind feels trusting and, you know, supported by that meditation theme. It isn't something you've got to keep struggling with to to hold there's naturally a certain amount of challenge that goes on sustaining attention on anything Uh, but we find something we feel yeah and then you come through that that challenge of the of the uh wild uncultivated attention so you can get into the business of (coughs) spelling the hindrances. And so the completion of Samadhi is uh, what is the freedom of the from the hindrances and it's an experience of um uplift, buoyancy called rupture, rapture and ease. So you feel rapture is refreshing, refreshed. Don't have to keep dragging this thing along. It's like, you know, you've been pushing or working and then suddenly the the, the energy comes in and it lifts you. It lifts like, a, you know, and we can do this whenever, you you know, when you a skilled craftsperson, for example, gets a piece of wood and starts chivy chopping and hacking away at it and then they start to see as they're tooling it, ah, oh, there's that chair leg is finally coming into being and they feel a sense of enthusiasm. Oh, it's coming along, I'm getting it. Yeah, it's coming along, you know. The wood's not splitting, the tool is sharp, the turning is correct, it's coming along. It's nice sweetness to that craft. And then that's that's rapture. You feel confident and, and uplifted. And the ease is when you've finished carving the chair leg and you look at it and think, Yeah, that's pretty good. You know, you're not active, you you've kind of rested in a state of on looking. Um, contentment with, you know. so this is the, see, the another way of expressing expressing you know, the, the completion of samadhi. It firms up and then it begins to firm up to deeper and deeper stillness. Um, so Panya, discernment, this begins with the ability just to discriminate. That means this hand feels like this. This hand feels like that. They're different. Noticing the differences, and we have that faculty <clears throat>
1: um,
0: just inbuilt. We wisdom is innate. Uh, so perhaps perhaps the word wisdom is a little bit too, uh, you know, inflated. But we have the ability to discern rough from smooth, cool from warm uh you know, because it's so associated with being brainy, um, so you think, well, I'm not very brainy, I'm not very intellectually gifted, you know. But you don't have to be that bright, brainy. uh I was in Canada one time and somebody was, I think they had the raccoons, you've got them in the States also, and this raccoon, it's got very wise paws when it puts its hand in a very cold stream, which you don't want to be have your paw in too long, it can feel whether the a, a thing it's holding is a clam or a rock now, you know, to the average hand, probably they both feel about the same sort of smooth, hard thing raccoons have got very wise paws, they can that is a rock, don't bother picking up, that's a clam there's food in there they can do that and that's, that's body wisdom knowing the difference between a clam and a rock <laughs> it's a fine degree of discernment and the tactile consciousness is pretty refined remember when you're eating your food be wise so you come to a cherry pip you know oh don't bite that <laughs> that's hard and you, you know if you stay centered in, in, your, in, in your chewing then you're not going to break your teeth on something and the body will do that, if you if you ask it to. Experimenting, you know, when you come into balance, how does the body know what balance is? How is that leg holding you or not? And you can't figure it, but you can definitely feel it. You've got wise bodies. Use them wisely. Give them the authority to, to um, express their wisdom. One of the things sometimes we need to really learn or, or remember is often it's the mind that gets in the way of breathing. Breathing, bodies breathe really pretty okay. It's when you bring that mind onto it, being mindful of it, it starts to mess up. (laughs) Because the mind thinks, okay, I'll get here and do mindfulness of breathing. Excuse me, I'm gonna get right here and go do that mindfulness. I'm gonna do breathing in and breathing out, and you're gonna come up and go down, and then the body sort of starts to go, "Uh uh-oh, that nutcase is getting hold of me again. It uh, doesn't like it. <laughs> you know, we're going to do breathing. You're breathing out, and breathe out. Now you're going to calm down, and uh, you're going to come in through this up this nostril and down that nostril. at This time, we will going to sort you out. You know, nice and regular. And so the point tenses up. So you know, the wisdom of breathing is actually in in your in your kaya sankara. <laughs> that has all the wisdom you need, and then you just sh- let the Get the mind to step back, get out, get out of the way. Just be receptive to that, and just keep. Is it? Is it? Is it breathing? Is it? Is that in or out? Is it soft or strong? Just question, but don't command. Uh, and then you you feel the. Well, look, no, it happens by itself, and it knows exactly what to do. Hmm. So the. Initiation of wisdom is the ability to discern. The application of it is knowing, you know, what what you need to discern with. Whether it's your body or heart. So you're contemplating, I think I'm coming from a negative place now. I can sense that slightly sour or can't be bothered mood in my heart. Stop! 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 Wait a minute. Let's just pause on that one. Do you want to be here or not? Hmm? Do you want to be here or not? Okay, wait. What do you want to be here with? You know, you just have to be here, you know? Can you be, get present with it? And what can you be present with? Standing, body, nobody's bothering me, nothing much to do, it's okay to achieve anything, okay now we're here, now how's your body? You know, so it's that, you know, also being wise about the heart. So when the heart's starting to go into, oh another day walking up and down I suppose I'm going to do this, you know, how I've I have been doing it for half an hour, so it's probably it's good enough, you know, so I can at least say I didn't chicken out completely. Well, maybe 29 minutes is okay. <laughs> That's once you get to that state of mind, it's like, you know, well, 29 is near 30. Let's not be, you know, too tight about it. Do you want to be here or not? You know, what, why, why are you doing that measuring? You know, what's there? Hmm. If, you, if you don't want to be here, just stop, pause, check. What allows you to be here? Invites you to be here, so you're wise about your heart. Say, Come on, you are present. You are here. There is a body. Just rest in that till you feel the willingness to. Okay, let's walk some. Yeah, and it's constantly resetting. Hmm? When you're wise about your heart, you constantly reset. So it's not, oh, another so many days to get through, or yeah, well, I think i got all I can out of the retreat. Ten days is enough. And, you know, just cruise along. No, that isn't the right, isn't right, is it? That's not. You don't want to just be getting like, getting by with life. <laughs> you want to be here for it. Today, this hour, this moment, this mood. Just get here for it, be here for it, be here for it. And, you know, sometimes that means we just have to stop and rest until we feel ourselves, you know, willing to be here. And now, in your body, let's just walk. One step, another step, one step. There's only one step to make, really. Just one breath. So being wise about your heart, and you get a lot of, you know, care and stewardship and proper custodianship over this rather, you know, conditioned, sometimes bashed up, <laughs> tired heart, it's encouraging it. So being Noticing just just be clear about what's really going on. Mm. Leading from the heart, wise about the heart. And so the <coughs> yeah you know, and then the fulfilment of wisdom is we really understand suffering and the cessation of it. Now it's uh, we're right on the the edge of that. You know, any given moment, our conditioning process can take over. You can almost feel it, sort of starting to swing in. As an I am is getting in there, an I am is firming up. And then with the I am comes the I will be, I wanna be, I'm not. And we go, here comes suffering, here comes suffering. Feel it just like the wind picking up. Here comes the breeze of suffering. It starts drifting in <laughs> here we go again you know all you can say just you get the whiff of it when you're starting to get the I am sense or I've got a few tight sense of time the future and the obligation to arrive somewhere start pausing softening widening here we are here it is here it is and appreciating this uh, potential to not suffer, to not generate suffering, to not have a suffering that you've got to figure out, but just to stop doing it through. Oh, that's what tanha is, isn't it? It's that craving to be, craving to accomplish, craving to get rid of, craving to know, craving to be, you know, approved of or good at, you know, whatever. You know, that's that's it. So you, that's the accomplishment of wisdom. It's not. It's not more than that, really. But that that's plenty. And so this isn't academic. It's called the the wisdom of practice. <clears throat> and every time we touch into that, and you, you feel the reality of the cessation of suffering. You know, and it may be like, you know, like for five seconds, doesn't mean this is all over, trumpets play and the curtains part and so forth. No, it just means, now I just stopped creating anything out of myself or anything and stopped suffering for five seconds or 10 seconds. And then, and then oh, let's go and do some more suffering. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it oh, <that> was nice. <laughs> The only suffering is, I want to have that again. I like that bit, that was good. How did I do that? How did I do that? I want to do it again. Suffering. (laughs) You know, (laughs) because you didn't do it, you just stopped. And and so, really, that, that, um, real humility of it all, the modesty of it all, is a. So one of the characteristics of things we sometimes forget, enlightenment is a very humble, modest experience. (laughs) (coughs) So this is uh, some overview for reflection on these things that can lead us. The leaders that you can really trust. There's not a lot of leaders you can really deeply trust these days, but these ones you can knowing how to initiate, they're already present, so their initiation is already touching us, you know, and you need to focus in on that, where is the um, aspiration, where is the enthusiasm, where is the framing up, mm? where is the firming up, where is the, the clarity, the discernment, mm? Those faculties, can, as they come together, as they begin to fit together, we find, you know, uh, they all they all amplify and strengthen and become leaders for us, leaders for our lives and for our minds. Mm-hmm. Now, just to really sort of review those, because again, like any terms, we think faith is a profound belief, no think the energy is a massive effort, no think the mindfulness is some kind of highly microscopic detailed attention, no samadhi is rock solid, gripped no panayana is really being sharp and knowing all sorts of things, no (laughs) You've you've got to kind of Retranslate these into something that's that you already have. Mm. You already have. Otherwise, where they're going to come from? <laughs> if you don't have them already, who's going to give them to you? If you haven't got them, <laughs> so the process is called waking up to these these faculties, giving them more quality time, and bringing them together. And this is when we don't have to be led by other things you know, led by our duties or our roles and relationships, our tastes and preferences and choice-making, then these other ones are gonna have the ample opportunity to come in and, and really make themselves known. So firm it up, firm it up, you know. Meditation is sometimes translated as samadhi, you know, can be seen as the overall quality of firming up your awareness. It can have an object, but the object is not the samadhi, it's the it's the firming up, the steadying, and enjoyment is the theme, and mindfulness is the is the initiator, and then staying with it, the energy of that, staying with that. And being wise enough to see, well, no, this one doesn't, I'm not. You know, no, no, I'm not really bonding to this, try this. And looking at the results. So it's, uh, this is the, um, <clears throat> what our opportunity in a retreat situation, just because the retreat situation itself is a boundaried, firming up kind of experience, you know. The other things are removed, keep them removed. Uh, stay within the forms of boundaries, encourage you. So when you are with that, then feel, yeah, Look what you're putting aside. And whatever you can put aside, put it aside. So it gets simpler. Whatever feels good and right, bring it right up. Stay with it. Uh, and then these, this samadhi is not uh, a remote possibility. But you, you gotta see the essence of it rather than just imagine it's, it's only found in one particular object is found in your skill of attention around walking, sitting, breathing, cultivating, sustaining attention. <coughs> now just as a kind of a, 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 an after word on that, because the uh, walking meditation is to refresh that, touch into that again, it's often certainly in thailand it's it's done a lot. people do like three three hours of it at a, at a stretch it's considered to be a very good way to uh, build up a certain stamina you could say which uh, still enables the body to move your body doesn't get stiff and you can get it flexing with that and in that process you're just staying within a fairly um, you know It's not a narrow meditation object. You've got room to literally move in it. And, you know, you can say the theme very simply, you can take down a very simple thing. It's just feeling the flow of your body as you're moving along, loosening the eyes, loosening what can be loosened, really into the flowing form of walking. So you're um, you're really allowing the body to walk in its most um, full way And then you got the, the footstep acts as these, here, 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 stop. Stop. Turn around, here, 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 here. (laughs) So it's like a, a, the the foot is, is reciting a mantra. For you, <laughs> it's the word. The, what the, the word the footage is reciting is here, 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 <laughs> and in that process, naturally, the the chitta sankara, the mental formation, is blowing bubbles, isn't it? Blowing bubbles, blowing bubbles, these big balloons, so <laughs> blowing balloons, and <laughs> so that's okay. You know, and you just keep walking, these balloons are being blown. And then you get one that really seems to have a lot of juice in it, and then you stop, pause, and like reach out, expand your mind out to just take that, hold that balloon. Here we are, and then just bringing it down into your body, breathing out. It's like just letting the air out of the balloon releasing into the body so you can when you're doing walking you can you get one of these big balloons coming up it's about to lift you off the ground Um, Then you catch it before it really lifts you off the ground and you take it down into your body breathing out to standing stopping down into your feet and these balloons a lot of hot air in them they can really lift people often you see yogis kind of going out about tree level there Flying up in the air on their balloons. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how far she's going to go. You know, she's sitting out there and. <laughs> 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 you know, really putting in the miles up there. And you. Hey. Oh, Susan, you didn't, come down. <laughs> Ground, earth, down here, you know. <laughs> so you always feel that what happens is you feel the balloon rising, you start to move it faster. Your eyes start to tighten, eyes start to tighten, you move it fast, your brain starts We're about to leave, leave the ground any moment now. We have lift off. <laughs> and then. <laughs> And she's gone over the trees. (laughs) So, whenever you get one of those, you just start, you know, (laughs) you know, pull the plug and ground, earth, feet down. Here we are, ground down, and ah, walking, walking. So, every time you deflate one of those balloons, you know, gently, humorously, lovingly. Just come home, come home, baby. You can come down, you know, to do that. So it's a little bit more of your, your inner space opens a bit more because that the width of that balloon is now inside you and you've got a nice big open space. So you, you can actually, then you don't have to leave the ground. You can feel that catching, catching these afflicted or lost or whatever sankaras and just holding in there very... You know, really patiently and lovingly as you walk along, just letting the steam come out. So this is definitely uh, doesn't seem very calm, but you know, the, the sort of you know the process of of samadhi is not calm. It's it's uh, wisdom and mindfulness, calm as a result. But you don't start off calm, otherwise you wouldn't wouldn't be anything to develop, would there? You start off frantic and agitated. <laughs> 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 or whatever, or despondent and unwilling. And then you, you work around it with faith and enthusiasm and wisdom and so forth. And turn it, yeah, it's just through, through handling this, through touching this, through no longer being disgusted by it or ashamed of it or confused by it, by handling this and just really patiently, lovingly taking it to the ground that this is where the energy of suffering transmutes into the energy of release into the beauty and the warmth of 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 body of awakening nowhere else mm. so for this for your reflection this morning and uh you know try to stay below tree top level (laughs) (laughs) so have a practice as you see fit today and then this evening will be an open evening so there won't be a group meeting this evening so you can continue at your own rate